station, or its sponsors. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Friends, welcome to the show. It's 8:10 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show, where we invite you to come in and be our friend. Where we're all friends here. Well, I thought we were, until I discovered that the rebellion is being prepared here. The, insur- the insurrection. Wait till our leader gets here. The overturning. <laughs> Lola is our leader, and she is mean as a snake, Howard. Oh, Lola. Oh. Well, I shall confront her. <laughs> I shall confront her, and I shall put my boot upon her neck, just like Putin did on... I'm going to talk to Hoppy and see if he's got a job for me. That's yeah, I went tangled with all that, Howard. <laughs> 72 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 69 at the Highland, 68 uh, at Elm Grove and 70 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. <coughs> Forbes magazine puts Wheeling as one of his top friendly, family-friendly cities in the country. Vice Mayor Chad Thalman joins me to discuss that. Nearly 100 of Jim Justice's personal properties went to auction this weekend, a measly $75,000. I don't understand how he lets that happen. I get how you don't pay $300 million to Credit Suisse. I get that. $75,000, it's a PR thing. Pay pay it so I'm not talking about it. And more than that, Howard, you're exactly right. That is very important. But also is important, look at the acreage. If one of those property has any acreage at all, it would have to be worth more than the whole $75,000 in back taxes. Claim that property back and then sell it and get top value. He's, I, he's getting peanuts see, for I it. I don't understand what's the philosophy there. And the governor is already talking about, you know, I don't want you, 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 step back, media, step back. Leave my family and my business alone. It's not a big deal. We'll figure it out. Okay, but don't keep throwing it in our face. Maybe he was never a billionaire, Howard. Maybe that was all a mirage. Well, Forbes is the one who calculated that, but uh, you could, who knows? They also once upon a time said that Donald Trump was 10 billionaire or something. It turned out he wasn't when they looked into it. So, I, I, But they got it right with Wheeling, though, Howard. They did. We are a family-friendly city. Um, our chief comedy writer, poll creator, and intern, Garen, is going to do some stand-up comedy for us next hour. Are you ready for that? I'm so excited. You get things prepared? I do. I have many things prepared. Oh, boy. All right. Remember. Howard, is it going to be like the gong show, which he has absolutely no you idea got, what we're talking about? Are we, we going to bring out the hook? Oh, like so you got the hook over there, I got Bob? the hook, <laughs> you know, so... Hope she hope she knock, has to knock on the window if I'm getting cut. <laughs> hey, this means like here. That means get out of the studio, Karen. <laughs> what do they do? What does uh, Simon Cowell do on one of those shows? You know, just you, you have like push the a buzzard. Buzzard. <laughs> well, we'll try not to buzz you. We'll, 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 we'll try and not to buzz Unless you. Unless it's the golden buzzard that's sending Ooh. me straight to California and my. You, Hopes and dreams will come true. Your texts and calls are appreciated at 304-214-1600 with the uh, Frio Stack Auction Service text line. 
uh, or you can use the uh, Frio Stack Ox Service phone line, 304 uh, 304-232-8255, 304-232-8255. Um, Howard, oh, come on. Where can I donate money to the takeover? There's our support we were looking for. The money is coming in, Gary. (laughs) Where can I donate money for the takeover and the elimination of Howard? Okay. Can we call you Boris just for fun, Howard? Just, I think uh, I think we need to have a little conversation, people, about where this is going. <laughs> um, before Chad Thalman comes in here, Bob, let's talk a minute about Josh Eilert, the new uh, interim coach at WVU. Yes. Uh, they hired from within. Everything I read said that this is kind of what the players wanted. The players were really hoping someone they knew would be would be lifted up to the position. It's a one-year position, so Ren Baker says – this is just a bad time to be looking for coaches. So this this does the job. They think he's going to be good, um, and it gives them time to f- figure out what they want to do next. What do you think? Well, I, I don't like it for a couple reasons. Uh, I don't think I dreamt this. I, th- I think I heard on Friday when this was all starting to come to a head, and the John, uh, the name uh, John Beeline uh, came up. Uh, I, somebody said, and I thought it was Hobby Kerchival, that Bob Huggins played a big part on the decision on who was going to be the next coach. I have a hard time believing that. Okay. I'm not doubting you. Uh, you right. heard that. I'm kind of like they they passed on John Beeline. Now again, I could maybe I dreamt that. I don't know. I sleep in the afternoon sometimes. <laughs> maybe I dreamt that whole thing up. If if there's anything at all truthful about that, man, I I have a serious problem about that. Now, the other thing that you said that I'm right on with you, if they talk to this team, especially the new recruits, how they felt, and if they said, hey, man, we're really good with uh, whatever his name is, then yes, okay. But I'll tell you where you and I are going to disagree, Howard. Beeline was the the answer to me, unless you was going to have a whole, you know, everybody was going to leave then maybe, okay, maybe then you have to take a, a step backwards. This is where you and I are going to disagree. I say it opens the door for Bob Huggins. I say to me, if I looked at this with any kind of common sense, it opens the door for him to do his rehab. It's Bob, give up. It is never going to happen. Huggins I'm telling is, you, it Huggins looks is, like Bob Huggins is gone. He is gone forever. So you're telling me he had no decision on the next coach. Doesn't well, sound I, like he's gone to me, Howard. I, first place, I don't believe he had a decision. On the well, next you don't coach. trust me on most stuff, no, you know. No, so I, maybe I, when I Hoppy just, tells I, you, you'll say, "Oh yeah, Hoppy, you, you're right on." I trust that you that you believe you may have dreamt that. You're right here. You're you're, you're right, Howard. You're, but you're I, absolutely I, right. I don't, I don't know don't what think, I'm talking about. I don't think that there's there isn't any chance in hell that Huggins will come back. No, I don't think there's any chance he will come back. Um. So, Josh Eilert is the uh, incoming coach. All right, coming up next, we're going to switch our gears to um, talk about um, Wheeling being a friendly city. We talk about that. There's a decision. uh, Forbes magazine says they are a family-friendly city. Vice Mayor Chad Thomas is going to join us on that here at The Watchdog. It's 816. Hoppy Kirchhoff talk line on Metro News. We're here weekdays, 10 till noon, talking with you. We can give kids a hand up when they're going to school. But if they cannot tighten their belt and pay off their own student loans and not take out loans for anything more than what they absolutely need to attend school, then this won't happen. Our country is being drowned in the depths. Talk line, weekdays at 10.06.
Circus Party, the Circus Saints and Sinners Party on the Plaza presented by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. The fun happens Saturday, July 8th at the Plaza on Market in downtown Cleveland. Enjoy food trucks, beer, and wine, and all-day live music starring Cleveland's number one party band, The Players Club, and Pittsburgh Party Powerhouse, Jukebox. Get tickets at partyontheplaza.org. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's health care demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons. We embody the mountaineer spirit. Building upon strong traditions. Pioneering medical care. Moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital. Delivering the right care. Right place. Right time. We are back. Check out your favorite talk radio station on our new Facebook page at Watchdog WV. Click our like button to follow what's happening on the Watchdog FM 98.1 and 97.7 AM 1600-1370. These are the 100 days of summer. And this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Seventy-two degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. Still sixty-nine at the Highland, sixty-eight at the uh, Elm Grove Studios, and seventy here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Forbes magazine that we call ourselves the friendly city here in Wheeling, and I think that's very legitimate. Uh, I think we're very family friendly. I have found that to be the case over my years. Uh, But Forbes magazine kind of makes it official. They have named the city of Wheeling the 33rd best city for families in America, one of the top cities in this country for being family friendly. I want to talk about that a bit, uh, why that is what we think is the family friendly part of the friendly city, and maybe what that means for policy directions moving forward. I asked the vice mayor to come and join me. Chad Thalman is here. Good morning, Chad. Morning, Howard. That's a pretty nice, uh, pretty nice thing for Forbes to do, naming us one of the top family, family-friendly cities in the country. Yeah, you know what, Howard? I, I think you know it's re- it's really nice when the city of Wheeling is recognized for all the amenities and assets and, and the great city that it is. What did, talk to me about why why you think that we are a family-friendly city? Well, Howard, I mean, you know, really, I think it goes back at least 100 years when Wheeling and Ogilvy Park became public parks. I mean, mm-hmm. they were given to the city of Wheeling or the citizens roughly 100 years ago. I think, you know, living here in the Ohio Valley, I think we really take Ogilvy and Wheeling Park for granted. And and we owe a big thank you to, you know, to everyone that, that's made those parks reality over the last 100 years. So I think that's a big part of it. But there is a lot of other activity that has gone on, uh, some of it added recently, some of it has gone on for a long time. That makes us a good place for families. I mean, we have all kinds of entered. Obviously, the parks are the crown jewel, but there's a lot of other entertainment activity. We've got Waterfront Wednesdays and Two for Tuesdays, and you know all of those things on the Heritage Port. We have uh, things going on at Ogilvy Institute. I mean, it's it's a it really is. We really range for all ages, for adults and kids. So that's what makes. I mean, that's why I call family friendly. It's adults and kids. 
Yeah, Howard. I mean, we, we really are lucky. And I can talk a little bit about what we try to do, what Mayor Elliott and I and, and members of city council have tried to do for the last seven years. I mean, we really have, you know, tried to put families and residents first. We've tried to focus on quality of life issues. You know, we've tried to build a community where people actually want to be. And one of the things we focused on in the last seven years is recreation. We've we fixed up almost every single playground in the city of Wheeling. There's roughly 30 parks and playgrounds. Um, Edgerton Lane's a big one. That ribbon cutting should be coming soon. We've done little things like repaved the jogging trail. We've, we've repaved basketball courts. And we've added three dog parks to the city of Wheeling. I mean, that's really incredible. If you think back 10 years ago, there wasn't a single dog park here in the city of Wheeling. And due to the generous donation from the Fitzsimmons family, we've, we've been able to add three dog parks. And the one in Tunnel Green is probably the biggest and nicest in the entire state. And then there's other things we're working on, like splash pads. We're hopeful to get a, a brand-new splash pad downtown Wheeling by Heritage Port. We're hopeful to get a, a splash pad at the pool at Warwood. Uh, so I think things like that really go a long way to add to the quality of life and make Wheeling a family-friendly city. Well, let me, let me stop with these splash pads because I still don't fully – I get I know what a splash pad is. I know the, I see them at Ogilvy Park, Wheeling Park, I guess with the pools. What was the downtown splash pad going to be? Well, Howard, I'm not a splash pad expert, but you, you got two different types of splash pads. You got one that you might see at Wheeling or Ogilvy Park. You know, the, the, the city-owned pool at Wheeling Island has had a splash pad for probably 20 years. You know, those type of splash pads have, you know, have features where the water is dripping down or, or spraying up or, or whatever it is. A, a downtown splash pad would be a little more urban. Again, I'm not the expert. I wasn't involved in the design of it. But it would be a little more urban, and it would be out and open to the public. So, in other words, it wouldn't be fenced in like like a type of a traditional splash pad that you might see at a swimming pool. The um, One of the things that the Forbes magazine takes note of are the uh, educational opportunities available here in the Upper Ohio Valley. Yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, it's, it's not a secret that Wheeling and Ohio County is it's a great place to raise a family as far as education goes. And it's not just Ohio County schools. There's so many other programs you know, all over the area, whether they're put on by Ogilvy Institute or a lot of other um, organizations. You, there are uh, a number of colleges. We've got Wheeling University right in the heart of the city. We have West Liberty not too far away, the community college in downtown. Um, so, again, putting under the family-friendly hubric, uh, uh, there's, there's plenty of opportunity for, for folks, adults and kids, again, to, to get education here in the Upper Ohio Valley. And history is an important part of us, too. If, you're, if you like history, you love taking your kids to historical places, we have a lot of good history around here as well. And, and Howard, as I'm sure you're well aware, you know, West Virginia just celebrated a birthday a few days ago. So, we, you know, we have Independence Hall and, and Wheeling. And, and in my opinion, it's probably the most historic state, or, excuse me, the most historic city in the state. Um, so I, you, you mentioned a little bit. What does this say to you about moving forward? Um, is, is in order, how do you keep the focus on family-friendly activities, family-friendly cities? What needs to be done? What policy thoughts do you need to have moving forward? You, the current council, whoever comes in in the new council or whoever the new mayor might be, uh, this seems like it's something that's is a pretty big deal we want to keep going. What do you do? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think you really got to focus on um, quality of life issues and building a community where people want to be. And I think recreation needs to continue to be a priority, but there's more to it than just recreation. You know, you, you gotta you, know, you gotta maintain the water and sewer lines. You gotta pave roads and alleys. You gotta make Wheeling a safe city. And you know, city council's invested over the last seven years in our first responders. I mean, Howard, you know 
brand new headquarters for police and fire, take home cruisers for the police officers, you know, pay raises. So keeping Wheeling a safe city, I think, is a, is a big part of it. And keeping the recreation investments going is a big part of it. But there's other things like public art that we really haven't done or focused on here in Wheeling in the last few years or last few decades that I think we can expand upon. And we should invest in, in public art and and making Wheeling a, a more attractive city to live in and to visit. There are a lot of pub, there are a lot of art things happening in the Ohio Valley. Maybe more than some people realize. But we tend to think of the art that's done at the Stifle Center, and they have art shows there and so on. But I think I just saw this morning there's a new gallery opening up in the Center Market that will showcase local artists. Um, there are several other art galleries that have opened up around town. So for folks who have an artistic bent, a to look at art, and B, I suppose, you know, sell their art, there are opportunities there as well. Yeah, yeah, there is, Howard. And really, too, what we want to do is we want to make Wheeling a city where everyone's welcome and everyone's invited and everyone uh, feels like this is the place that, that they want to live. And, and inclusion and, and making everyone feel welcome is something we've done here or try to do in Wheeling over the last seven years. I'm going to vent one of my frequent frustrations. The mayor and I have talked about this. I talk about a lot of other folks. Maybe you and I have as well. I've seen several times recently on social media. There we go, that's social media. Uh, people say, hey, I'm new to the area. I'm moving into uh, Moundsville. I'm moving into Wheeling. Um, you know, what kind of things are there for me and my family to do? And then all of the critics show up. Well, you might as well just leave town. There's nothing for anyone to do around here. You probably just want to go sit and drink and do drugs. That's all we have. It just drives me crazy when we have so much to offer, and yet these folks are perpetually saying, you know, go away. We don't want you here. There's nothing to do here. Well, yeah, Howard, you know, I've gotten away from social media the last few years. But, you know, I've spent the last seven years, as has, you know, Mayor Elliott and other members of council trying to make Wheeling a better city and trying to be positive. You know, you can sit back and complain or you can go out there and do something to, to improve the city. And there's a lot of people out there, countless individuals that are doing all kinds of things to make Wheeling a better city. And I think it shows. Chad, one of the critics, some of the critics will say, and maybe to some extent legitimately so, quality of life issues are great. Recreation and history and art and the Wheeling Symphony and Ogilvy Institute and, and the parks and so on. Uh, but at the center of any city has to be jobs. Yeah, there, there, there's no question about that. But Howard, you know, this isn't you know this isn't 50 years ago. This you know we're entering a new era, and I think COVID really accelerated it. Where people a lot of times they can work from home and they can choose where they live. Um, you know, we're trying to make Wheeling a city that people want to live in and a place people choose to choose to stay in and choose to move to. Well, let's talk about the remote workers. You guys had a fairly lengthy presentation at council this past week uh, about remote workers. Um, it was sort of a nationwide look at how people are working from one place for another place. But I think they gave some suggestions about this city as well, how Wheeling could perhaps tie into their whole remote worker uh, trend. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, Wheeling is – is well equipped to attract remote workers. We have, you know, big city amenities and, and small city um, cost of living. It's a very inexpensive place to live. We have great schools, great park system, safe city. So I, I think in a lot of ways we just have to tell our story better and get people here. Uh, Wheeling, unlike some parts, other parts of the state, and I want to say that, but in, this, in the upper Ohio Valley, we have relatively good Internet access as well. Now, that's not true everywhere, so that some parts of the state can't take advantage of it, but 
Remote workers who come into this area will find uh, you have to have good internet to do your Zoom meetings and to do internet, you know, cloud work and so on. Uh, but we have pretty good internet, so that it's not the world's best. It could be faster, but it it is uh, it's pretty good, so it's good for remote workers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't think we have some of those troubles that they may have in the southern part of the state, the more rural areas. You think the city will does? I should ask: Does the city or will the city? create more of an effort to try to attract remote workers here? There are other cities that do that with that Ascent in West Virginia program funded by uh, Brad and Alyssa Smith. But um, will the city of Wheeling work, you know, should, do you think they are or will try to come up with a, a plan to uh, to attract more remote workers? You know, Harry, I'm not sure if the city is going to come up with any type of incentive program where we, we essentially pay people to come here. I don't know if that's in the cards. But I think the city will continue to focus on recreation, continue to focus on improving quality of life, and continue to focus on, on getting people living downtown in more ur- urban areas. I mean, that's one thing that, you know, you, a lot of young people and a lot of older people, maybe the empty nesters, they want to live in an urban environment. And here in the Ohio Valley, we really just don't have a lot of options. But over the last two years, we really have focused on getting more housing in downtown Wheeling. And the developers who are putting up housing in downtown Wheeling say the demand is there. So I think those are the types of things that I think the city will continue to focus on going forward. Well, I thought it was a very positive thing for the Forbes magazine to do. The 33rd, I think it was listed as number 33, and it was in the top 50 uh, family-friendly cities in the country. And sometimes these polls come out, different magazines will do them, and I think, well, you know, they're a little bit biased maybe. But to me, this makes perfect sense. We are a tremendously family-friendly. And by the way, I should say family-friendly area. This happened to pick Wheeling specifically, but I think the whole area is very family-friendly. You know, Moundsville, St. Clairsville, they have many of the same kind of amenities, and we are one, all one big area anyways. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're really lucky to have the amenities we have here, Howard. And, you know, sometimes I question the metrics that some of these, these rankings uh, use, but right. I, I think most people that live here in the city of Wheeling, most people that are engaged, and tuned into what's going on are probably aren't overly surprised at, at that ranking. It's a great honor. I'm glad to see Wheeling out there getting credit. But, yeah, I think we've been a, friendly, a family-friendly city for a long time. I'm skimming over some of the stats that are in this uh, report from Forbes. Uh, it, it's, it's more, as you point out, it's, it is more than just recreation, artistic, and so on. Uh, we have good high schools, as we discussed. We have uh, above-average ranking for our students in our high schools. Hospitals is very important. We have five hospitals within 25 miles uh, of the city, which is something, you know, you could downstate or other places in the country for that matter, and you could be hours away from a hospital. I mean, you are basically 15 minutes away from a hospital anywhere you are here in the upper Ohio Valley. Yeah, and Howard and I don't have to tell you, WVU, you know, announced that they're going to make a major investment in the old OVMC campus, and that's going to be a regional cancer center. So that's one more you know, medical option that the people of the Ohio Valley are going to have. And family-friendly, families include from young to old. One of the other things they noted was a number of above-average nursing homes in the area as well. We tend to not think of that maybe when we think of family-friendly, but that's, that's an important part of it too. The point being, families go from old to young, and we have a lot of op- opportunities for all of them. You know, when Harry Hamm wrote, God, a long, long time ago, his Wheeling 2000 plan, there was one part of it that never really got paid attention to, and that was he suggested the city ought to become a retirement city. And I I know it's hard for people to think about that 
you know, you're going to go to Florida to retire. But really, this is not a bad place to retire, given the giving hospitals, nursing homes, recreational activities for adults and seniors. This is a good place to spend the last years of your life. Yeah, I, I think it is a wonderful place to retire. And, 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 you know, we see some older people buying condos in downtown Wheeling. There's new condos that are going to be built and, 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 and renting apartments at the Borey Lofts, wherever the case may be. So I think we got to keep building housing that, that, that the citizens want, and we got to keep making Wheeling a, a place where people want to spend time. And I think we're going to continue to see more people want to retire here. Chad, I appreciate you taking time just to talk about this with me. I think it was a neat story. I wanted to take time to flesh it out a little bit here today, and I appreciate you dropping by. Thanks a lot. Yep, anytime, Harry. It's uh, Wheeling Vice Mayor Chad Thalman checking in this morning here on this Forbes magazine story, picking Wheeling one of the top 50, specifically number 33, family-friendly cities in the country. Bob, do you, would you consider family-friendly? I think they are, right? Well, I stayed here. I raised my family here for, for that reason. I mean, it covers all ages. You and I have things to do. Your kids have things to do. If you're into sports, there's plenty of sports activity around here. If you like the arts world, there's plenty of art around here. It definitely beats fairy. <laughs> definitely. And, we, and although I don't know that Forbes looked at it, we have a lot. Actually, Forbes did look at this, come to think of it. We do have a lot of good restaurants, too. We, that, I agree with that. And we have a lot of local, independently uh, Every run restaurants. Every time I come home, I get really excited to go like, to all the places I yeah. got to eat at growing up. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there, wasn't, there was a piece in this article about how many... It, strong, independently owned restaurants there are, you know, Figaretti's and, and, and uh, Generations and others. And that's a pretty, that you don't think of that as part of a family-friendly city, but that, that's important. Everything where I live in Suffolk is, like, everything's chain. Like, it's very rare for there to be a local business, and if it is, it's some type of bar. Yeah. Yeah, well, but you know what? Bars are an important part of... Uh, Super of, important. They are, they're <laughs> an important part of a friendly city, of a family-friendly city, too. For, uh, for young people to attend and to go to and, oh, yes. and do things. At least I found that to be the case when I was a young person. <laughs> to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I've uh, got a couple of odds and ends I want to get to in the next half hour. Coming up in the final hour, Garen is going to perform comedy for us. Woot, woot. We are going to laugh. Hopefully. Oh, yes, I feel sure we'll laugh. Lots of I prayers. feel sure you will be... You will be tremendously humorous. Well, don't hype me up this much. Then oh, we're going to have You will be slightly humorous for I'll us take that. when we get together. That will be coming up about 9.15 this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Right now, uh, Taylor Long is here with Ohio Valley Headlines. Good Monday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News Headlines on this June the 26th. The West Virginia State Police are still investigating an armed standoff with Weirton authorities that resulted in one person being injured and the gunman being killed. Police were called to a home on Weir Avenue Saturday morning. Officials say 82-year-old Carl Gist shot his neighbor, 67-year-old Cassandra Jeter, while she was mowing the lawn. They say Jeter was flown by medical helicopter to a Pittsburgh hospital after suffering a gunshot wound to her neck. After the shooting, officials say Gist barricaded himself in his home for several hours. Tear gas was eventually deployed into his home. Police say he exited holding a semi-automatic pistol and was ordered multiple times to drop the weapon before he pointed the handgun at officers and was shot by police. He was taken to Weirton Medical Center where he was pronounced dead. And we cross state borders between Ohio and West Virginia frequently without much thought. The laws and landscape are different but similar and our daily lives take us from one state to the other for work, shopping and recreation. However, there is one notable difference between the two states 
In the Mountain State, you can drive ATVs and UTVs on public roads. But Monroe County Sheriff Charles Black Jr. wants to make it clear that this is not allowed in the Buckeye State. He has had cases recently where West Virginia residents rode their UTVs into Monroe County, not realizing it is against the law. He says if you're caught, you can be cited and fined. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital and Reynolds Memorial Hospital hosted their annual picnic to celebrate the lives of cancer survivors. This was the second annual Cancer Survivors Day picnic held in person at Wheeling Park, honoring those who survived from the battle they've endured with their cancer diagnosis. There was also several door prizes and baskets available for survivors and their loved ones to win at the event. That was a look at your headlines. Have a great start to your work week, everyone. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. Conversations you care about with people you know. 
This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Don't take your love away from me. Don't you leave my heart in misery. Because if you go. Now, is this an, is this is one of Sadaka versions? It is. He came out what uh, that would be in the late fifties, early sixties, with a up. That's what I was saying. He, he had a real upbeat version yes. at one point. Yes, yeah. and then uh, I prefer this version. I think they're, they're, they both tell a different kind of story. I think. I, I, I think it's the same lyric. It is. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, the, the way it's sung, the upbeat versus the slow, gives you a different feel to it. So, Neil Sedaka. Um, did you? I thought he was. I always enjoyed him. I liked his his music. Not Barry Manilow, but I mean, I liked his music. I thought he was pretty good. Um, and he was was one of those guys who had almost two careers. He had the early career, and then he kind of faded away and came back and did did some other stuff. What I appreciate about Neil Sedaka and uh, most performers is that he writes his own stuff. You know, he, he doesn't sit around waiting for someone to bring him a hit. He uh, created his own hit. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I may well be. Did he not do one of the Wheeling, West Virginia songs? He, I think he wrote that song, but we won't hold that against him, uh, Neil <laughs> Sedaka. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he, uh, he, he wrote that song. <laughs> so, Neil Sedaka, Breaking Up is Hard to Do. We're doing breakup songs today here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 72 Degrees. At the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 71 at the Highlands, 73 uh, moving up at uh, in Elm Grove. What do you have here? Still 70 or? Uh, it's uh, 72. 72. Temperature moving up. 72 degrees here at the Robinson Autogram Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the, of the Ohio Valley. Mixture of sun and clouds today. Look for some pop-up thunderstorms this afternoon. High in the upper 70s. Tomorrow, pretty much the same. A little bit cooler. Uh, and Wednesday begin to clear up during the day with it turning a little sunny by nighttime. Thursday is going to be a really nice sunny day all day long. Don't see any rain in the forecast there. Bob, one of our good friends on this show, one of the guys I know that you really enjoy, has been uh, given a big award. He's going to be given a big award. Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. Reverend Cummings. Ah, sorry, Bishop. Bishop. Bishop Cummings. Bishop Cummings has been named Light of the Valley this year by the YMCA. I'll get it right eventually. By the YMCA. Um, that's a pretty big deal. I think the last time I went to one of those awards, Charlie Schlegel got the Light of the Valley Award, and I was there for that. But, I mean, some big names here in the Upper Ohio Valley have received it. It has to do with giving back to the community, and who has given back to the community more than Bishop Cummings, right? Seven days a week. I mean, it, it is amazing. Overtime, every day. I, I say this every time he comes into the studio, and I mean this. And I do not know where, how he finds the time to do it. Because not only does he do all the things that we know about publicly, you know, the, the back-to-school program and the Christmas program and the Thanksgiving giveaway and those sorts of things, he travels extensively. I mean extensively. Uh, he did a, a, an African tour earlier this year um, all around the country for his church. And I truly don't know. I don't know how he finds the, the time to do it. Um, some other folks who have won the Light of the Valley Award um, – in the past, Randy Worrells, it's good good company to be in. The late Bishop Bernard Schmidt, Bob Conagero Sr., Bob Robinson, Tom Bechtel, 
Gary West, Jim Crutchfield won the award. Joe Bigelow, he was the central uh, principal, right? Uh, they called him Doc. Doc. Uh, he was one of them. Doc, Dr. Gregory Merrick, uh, Lisa Allen of Ziegenfelders, and uh, Dr. Dan Joseph, some of the winners in the past of the award. So uh, Wheeling YMCA Executive Director Adam Shinsky says it's difficult to, qu- I would agree with this, it's difficult to quantify the impact Cummings has made to the youth of the Ohio Valley over the years. Can't argue with that. Jeez, I think the elderly and everybody in between. That's it. Dogs, cats, <laughs> throw everybody in there. You saying Shinsky says you can't replace a guy like him in the service he does. Think, by the way, think about that. Think about if Bishop Cummings wasn't here. Think about if he didn't do all the things that he did. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I'll correct myself quickly. Uh, Charlie Schlegel did not get light of the valley. He was the youth service system's good Samaritan. No, did Charlie correct you? If he did, good morning, Charlie. Good morning. No, no, it was Mr. McCabe. Ah, okay. Me. Thank right, you, right. Mr. Jo- uh, John McCabe. Thank you. Um, but at any rate, um, think, think, what, think about the Ohio Valley without Bishop Cummings. Uh, Howard, so many listeners have to really trust us, you know, because – they're not here. You know, they, they only hear what goes over uh, the mm-hmm. air. And you and I uh, pay tribute to the man because, not because we're trying to be nice, because we see firsthand what this guy does, and he, and he does it with such energy, such sincere enthusiasm. It's just, not, it's just impossible not to recognize that. His, his food giveaways, the Easter basket giveaway, and the Thanksgiving giveaway, and the Christmas, uh, I, I, I shouldn't call them giveaways, but they're, you know, they're, they're programs to help people who, who don't have things at Christmas and Easter and so on. What amazes me, the first time I saw how much was there. I mean, I'm picturing four hams and a turkey. You know what I'm saying? And then you realize he's got dozens and dozens and boxes and boxes and cases and cases. And, and he gets bicycles at Christmas time for kids. And he gets, he has to go, I mean, the guy must... He must know how to ring an arm. You know what I'm saying? He's just, I think he just has that about him, no matter if he's talking to you or I or a president of a corporation. He just, he has that ability that where you say, yes, this guy is working hard. He is sincere. And Howard, this seems to be the popular thing now. When you, when you talk about something like this, the Mount Rushmore, if, if somebody said to me, okay, who makes wheeling really, mm-hmm. really happen? You get four picks. Daryl Cummings has to be up there. I don't know what spot on Mount Rushmore, but again, <laughs> I'm not sure me, who the other three are. But yeah. well, you know, I'm a big fan of Bob Heron. I think nobody makes the city work uh, better than Bob Heron. But uh, Daryl Cummings, because you said it, Howard, he ne- he never stops. He I, just never stops. Picture the Ohio Valley. Picture Wheeling, without the effort of Bishop Cummings, without the things that he does. Picture how many people would not have things for Christmas, for Easter, and so on. Now. I, let me be, let's be clear. I mean, there are plenty of other groups that do these things too, but there's something about Bishop Cummings. I guess it's his enthusiasm, it's his energy. Maybe he brings the he, he doesn't he does preach occasionally to us, and he'll say here in the studio, "I hate to go preacher on you," but <laughs> but it's it's not that he's religiously pre. It's just. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the religion shining through. I don't know what it is. I think it's him. I think it's Daryl Cummings shining through. It's that's that's who he is. He's he's just a, anyways. Um, so he's going to be given light of the valley by the Wheeling YMCA, and well deserved indeed. A dozen before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 
Hoppy Kurtz will talk line on Metro News. We're here weekdays, 10 till noon, talking with you. We can give kids a hand up when they're going to school, but if they cannot tighten their belt and pay off their own student loans and not take out loans for anything more than what they absolutely need to attend school, then this won't happen. Our country is being drowned in the depths. Talk line, weekdays at 10.06. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get your fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. This is summer's hottest party, the Circus Saints and Sinners Party on the Plaza Music and Food Festival. The fun happens Saturday, July 8th at the Plaza on Market in downtown Wheeling. Get tickets at partyontheplaza.org. West Virginia Outdoors is the Mountain State's only hook and bullet radio show dedicated to the more than quarter million hunters and anglers across the state. Award-winning host Chris Lawrence has been tracking down hunting and fishing stories for more than 25 years. Went in behind a little birch tree and said, I reached down and got the bow position and found its horns and dropped down and shot it in the neck. Whether it's hunting and fishing news. It tracks real super well, but not with a 60-pound carp tied to the side. Or just compelling stories about the enjoyment of the great outdoors. How close did you let him get in before you let fly on him? He was about 18 yards, Chris. He got turned in the right angle there, and I touched off the trigger, and when I hit him, he ran kind of up the hill, which scared me at first. West Virginia Outdoors covers it all Saturday mornings at 7.06 a.m. And for your daily fix, Outdoors Today brings you two and a half minutes of news and notes from the woods and water every weekday morning. No one covers the great outdoors like Chris Lawrence and Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Sunshine, swimming pools, green grass, and great conversation. It's summertime, and this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Remember, you can use the Frio Stack Auction Service text line at 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, or you can use the Frio Stack Auction Service a hotline at 304-232-8255. Give us a call. Give us a text. We're uh, happy to hear from you. Bob, this, this may not be good news for you. I'm not sure. Okay. Hit I me. Have, hit me. I have noticed. I hope I'm not revealing a secret here. Uh-oh. I have noticed. Darren, you, you can run the board, right? I have noticed you have been taking to eating a lot of candy lately. Yeah, I have. It's my own uh, fault. Uh, I try to keep the candy dish in my office full. I love it. And uh, 
I just it's my, not always full when Garen's around, apparently. <laughs> Lowell is into it. You know, the kid, everybody likes it, and I try to keep nice candy in there, and I've been eating as much as anybody lately. So, yes, Howard, that, very observant of you to know. What was it, the wrappers? They kind of give me away, all these wrappers? Well, it was, it was the, uh, I see it with my wife at home all the time. I said, honey, what are you doing? Nothing, you're eating some candy. I thought you were going to bust my ass for eating in the studio, Howard. No, no, I'm no, denying I, it all. I think candy's probably okay. Gula's hot dogs, young lady, not it so was, much. I kept it in the wrapper. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's your, here is the potential problem for you bob okay there's a new candy store opening in wheeling all right in the place where um the smart science center used to be down in center wheeling. yeah bob and libby yep they they have moved they are moving up into downtown wheeling that place is empty grandpa joe's candy shop I might know it Grandpa Joe. Great. I don't know who Grandpa Joe is oh listen to, wait a minute you gotta listen to this first of all they have all kinds of candy nostalgic candy International confections, 250 varieties. Oh, I like this. 250 varieties of glass bottled craft soda pop. I love that. They probably have weird flavors. They probably, they probably do. Have pickle. When my kids lived in Frederick, there was a place called the Pop Shop down there, and I used to love. All it was was all different kinds of weird soda pop. An impressive collection of quirky novelty gifts. This is from the Channel Seven uh, story. Uh, novelty gifts, toys, and games. But listen to this. Bob, what's the one kind of food venue that you and I particularly like? We've just had one last what Friday. I think Garen had one over the weekend. I know what the, the type of is. Uh, the type of a type a type of restaurant we like to go to. We 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 usually buffet. prefer a buffet, right? Buffet. Some we can sit there for a while. They are going to have a candy buffet. How does that work? A five dollar candy buffet. Oh, I don't know. I'm so happy does that mean five dollars? Just go up and down and get all the candy you want. Does that mean the bucket right there is for when I throw up all the candy <laughs> that I just wolfed down? <laughs> I don't know. They're in the process of renovating the building, getting it ready. This is according to Channel Seven again. It's Grandpa Joe's Candy Shop uh, on Twenty Second Street, next to Center Market. It's the old building that the uh, uh, Smart Center was in. Didn't that used to be? Didn't, wasn't there, there was an ice cream store in there once upon a time, right? I can't remember how. Dad's, and it was Dad's Sweet Tooth? No, I remember that. I just don't remember where they were. I think they were there. So, anyways, I don't know I don't know where you go to get your candy, so maybe you already have a candy supplier. No, no, when they open up. They it, open, it, it does, an opening date has not yet been announced, but um, they do have a website up, Grandpa Joe's Candy Shop. I think they're online on Facebook, so check them out. And find, you know there's a candy store in the, center, in the uh, Market Plaza, too. I did not. I knew there was a popcorn place there. Yep. Mm, popcorn is there. Uh, there's a candy store. I've never been in it. There's a candy store in one of those buildings right there in the plaza as well. So, my heavens, now we're becoming a candy store town. Friday is payday, so I think I will want well, – and, and sadly, Garen will be gone, but she Aww. will stop by every time she's – She's uh, home for a visit. She will uh, check in with us. And you take her to the $5 candy buffet? Yes, and I always <laughs> try to get it stocked up again. I know what she likes now. Now, Garen did something. You know, Garen is our intern here. She also is our chief comedy writer and our uh, Skywatch weather woman. Oh, yes. She also is the poll producer. And I have to be honest, Bob, I hadn't checked to see what poll she put up lately. But here is the poll that's online at watchdognetwork.com. Okay. And I know where it came from because we talked about it on the air. Why are there no hot dog fast food chains? Yeah, well, right. what's up with that? Yeah, I get that. Here are the choices she gave. No one can compete with Nathan's hot dogs. Mm, okay. Okay. 
because Bob and Howard would go broke. <laughs> <laughs> hot dogs just about every day. Yeah, hot dogs, hot dogs, hot dogs. Absolutely right. So uh, she wrote that poll. And uh, so far, the Bob and Howard answer is five to one over the Nathan's <laughs> hot dogs. Most people think there are no hot dog fast food chains because we would eat the hot dogs. Could you eat hot dogs every day? No. I don't think I could. No, no, I could not. But if Louie's ever would open up again, yeah. with apologies to Gula's, nothing, no, no offense, guys. We, we're getting to know each other uh, pr- pretty good now. If Louie's would open up again, Howard, I think I might go berserk maybe five days in a row, just go crazy. and Just, just for the first five just, days? I just got to have Yeah, yeah. Bam. yeah you got to, you got to, you know. Could they, I suppose the sauce was a special recipe. Are there any members of the family left? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know what happened after the uh, the, the, the last older couple was left. I, I know their son ran the business out in Elm Grove. Uh, I don't know if he just had enough of it or if there was enough in the trust fund where he said, to hell with these hot dogs. I, I don't know what happened, Howard. I always thought it it um, it looked like it did good business. Let's put it that way. I mean, I, you never – it's hard to analyze what someone's business is like. But I thought they did a good business. But it was it was so disappointing to me when, when it showed up. How many places was Louie's when they were open? They were on 10th Street – or, yeah, 10th Street at one point. Uh, across from the old Sears building when Sears was there. Then they were up on the Market Plaza. Then they had the uh, space out in the Grove. Is there anything I'm missing? I feel like I'm missing something. See, you're showing your age. I just can hear, remember people talking about when he was up near uh, where Sears. Uh, yeah. I remember the Plaza. And I remember Howard and Gary, and you'll say, what? you, you got to be kidding you would actually have to be sit with someone that you had no idea who they were. It was so busy. Yeah. If there was a seat beside you, you would say, do you care? And we, Howard and I would sit down. Yeah. Like that, that's how it was. Yeah. You just, uh, oh. you had to fight for a chair. <laughs> it, was a, it was not a, yeah, the, there was not a, uh, of course, Louis was never always, always a sit-down restaurant. It was, but a lot of, most people took, many people. Most took, people took the took, white sack. The white, right, you're right, a white sack. And in my case, a white sack with four hot dogs. Sauce, ketchup, mustard, and yeah, sauce, mustard, and ketchup, and and the sauce. The sauce is all, was always important, and I suppose somebody somewhere probably has that sauce and has the recipe for that. It'd be nice to to give it to give it a try. But we have we have Tito's. We have great generations, as you know, has great hot dogs. So, but I couldn't do it every day. I could not do it every day. Again, maybe the maybe the first day, first week, maybe the first two weeks. But after a while, I would probably get tired. But then I would come back again in a couple days. All right, coming up now. Are you ready, young lady? I'm so ready. I'm nervous. All right. The the key part of the next hour of the show is going to be Garen doing her comedy bit for us. You all get ready, prepared. Turn your tape recorders on. This is going to be so good, you'll want to keep it for posterity. I hope. Because I just built it up really big. Uh, 9 o'clock, Watchdog Morning Show, ABC, covers the world. AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville. I'm Sherry Preston. A weekend of chaos inside Russia as the Wagner Group, a band of Russian mercenaries who had been fighting in Ukraine, turned around and marched away from the front lines 
and began heading to Moscow. Their leader, Yevgeny Prigozhin, agreeing to an offer from Belarus to take him in. But since then, says ABC's Ian Panel, he hasn't been seen. How damaged is Putin and what does this mean for the war in Ukraine? Where's Prigozhin and what's he planning? The Wagner leader hasn't actually been seen since Saturday and this morning. The Russian newspaper Commerçant Daily reporting that the mutiny charges against him have not been closed. We're unlikely to have heard the last of Prigozhin or for Putin seeing the end of this crisis. As for Ukrainian forces, they say they are making gains in their counteroffensive against Russia. Texas police holding a Kentucky woman on a murder charge following the fatal shooting of an Uber driver. Officers say the woman wrongfully believes she was being abducted. Phoebe Copas hailed an Uber from the west side of El Paso to the Mission Valley subdivision where her boyfriend lives. Detectives say that during the drive, Copas became convinced that Daniel Piedra had kidnapped her.